All right. Welcome back to another episode of As the Drum Turns. I'm Laura Smith, and I'm here with Jeff Hollingshead. Jeff, how are you doing today? Doing great. Awesome. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about um, pricing and value. At the leadership conference, we learned a little bit about those things. Um, For example, we had a a discussion of the 99-cent kids meal versus the daddy-daughter dance. Jeff, would you like to talk a little bit about what that means? Sure, sure. Yeah, he was alluding to uh, the 99-cent kids meal and, and how a lot of fast food restaurants use the strategy of you know, let's sell a, a lot of cheeseburgers or, or, you know, and that's a way that we're going to drive profitability by just doing the sheer amount of just a ton of volume. And for some companies, the reality of them is, is that's been successful for them. But for most companies, that's not a successful strategy. You know, if you're Amazon or McDonald's or, you know, Walmart, some low price leader, the, the way that they're able to do that is through economies of scale. And basically all that means is once you get so big uh, and you're selling so many units, you know, whether it's a cheeseburger or whether it's a, you know, some other widget, whatever it is that they're selling, it's you're selling so many in such high volumes that eventually you hit profitability. I remember reading, it's been years ago, so I, this may be... I can't remember exactly how many years it was, but it was something like the first seven years of Amazon being in business, they lost lost money. And it may be even more than that, but the, the deal with it is, is that Jeff Bezos was really good at borrowing money. He was from Wall Street and a finance guy. And so he was, he was able to have enough capital, enough cash, in order to sustain that model long enough to get to scale. In our industry, in the ratings industry, uh, we have seen it all across the country where people try to have a business that runs off of volume. And our business is much different than other businesses in the sense that our CapEx is so so much. By that, mean, by that I mean our concrete trucks, our plants, the amount of money it takes to run a business. A lot of the businesses that we've, we've bought out over the years, we've bought out due to the fact that the, the individual, you know, normally a, a mom and pop ready mix company, they go put a concrete plant in, they buy five, ten new trucks, and they start running. And they sell concrete too cheaply. And they're not covering their depreciation costs. And they're not covering the cost of what the equipment, you know, is as it depreciates. So they get ten years into it. They've made money year over year a little bit, and they've lived comfortably. But at the, the 10th year or the 15th year, the units that they have, the trucks that they have, are completely wore out. And that now they don't have the capital that it takes to buy 15 more new trucks or 10 or 5 new trucks. They don't have the money to do it. And the reason is they sold those 99-cent cheeseburgers for too long. And so you say, well, I don't get what you're saying, Jeff. When you sell a yard of concrete, the first yard at a loss, what makes you think you can sell a thousand more yards at a loss? I, I don't get it. You know, as you can tell, I'm pretty uh, passionate when it comes to pricing and pricing strategy. We, every company that we've ever bought from mm-hmm. the very beginning, before I was the CEO, back, you know, w- you know, the, the very first companies we bought. The same thing's always been true. They sold concrete too cheap. So they thought, like you said with Amazon, that they would eventually 
they would eventually make money. They think eventually they'll make money. And it, it's more, and it's not just something that happens with mom and pops. We see it with all the vertically integrated companies that we compete against. You know, the, you know, I'll just name them, the, the Argos, the Cemexes, the Titans, you know, all these companies uh, that are vertically integrated. They own rock, they own sand, they own cement, and they think that they can use a concrete mm-hmm. truck as a way to, to move all those raw materials and create margin that way. That's not a sustainable business model. It hasn't worked ever in ReadyMix history, and it's never going to work. And, and so I, I don't understand why we, you know, they say history repeats itself, and it does. We see it in our industry over and over and over. Great people, hardworking people that they just don't know what they have in their 99 cent cheeseburger. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's a big, big thing for us and a part of what's made us who we are is having strategy surrounding pricing. You know, it's no no secret that if you want to cut a price in our company, you have to call me to do it. And we do that not because uh, we're trying. I'm I'm a, want to be a control freak or I don't trust people. It's it's simply because if someone wants to call me to cut a price, I know they're pretty serious. Like we, you know, they feel like they need to do that. And even then, ninety percent of the time, it's it's no, or it's such a de minimis amount that it's it, it really didn't matter uh you know so we we have our structure and we're able to do that for for a lot of different reasons we're able to sell concrete for more than our competitors for a lot of reasons and some of them are is it, it goes back to that daddy daughter dance and the chick-fil-a model mm-hmm. at the daddy daughter dance the example that he used was we're going to create value for our customers and create something they remember and and they're not going to remember that they paid four dollars for a chicken sandwich when they could have paid 99 cents for a mcdonald's cheeseburger but they are going to remember how they felt when they walked through the door with their daughter and they created a special moment you say well how do we do that in the concrete business we do that every day with the way that we carry ourselves as individuals one of our principles is treating customers kind that that creates uh, value for our customers by telling them the truth, that creates value. A lot of Remix companies don't do that. By having trained and, and great operators, that creates value. A lot of Remix companies don't do that. By having quality concrete, a lot of companies look for ways to cheapen up their concrete because they've sold too many 99 cent cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We, we look for ways to improve the quality of our product. So. It, it, it really comes down to how do we and our business create value. We create value by each and every one of you that are listening. You are professionals at what you do. Don't ever sell yourself short of that. You know, one of the things that uh, when we bought Metro Ready Mix, we looked at, you know, we, we acquired some of the just really great people, you know, uh, uh, TZ and, and everybody knows Mike. Uh, you know, so many great people uh, from from that organization. They used to sell concrete to no fault of their own. That's the way their the leadership was. But they used to sell concrete for a loss every day. But we we come in, raise the price of concrete twenty dollars a yard, and didn't lose any business. But we didn't lose any business because we were able to create value for customers because of them. Because they were you know they were uh, leaders in their they they had great experience and they. Uh, that people knew who they were and, and uh, they, they knew how to batch good concrete and, and we were able to change that dynamic by creating value by investing trucks. You know, my dad and, and uh, my brother and myself, we would work day and night 
uh, in order to service customers because we realize that if someone's going to pay us more, we've got to do more than our competitor. Uh, so it takes all of those things in order to maintain a high price and get your high price. You cannot sell something at a higher price and offer the same product as your competitor. That does not work. We have to sell something at a higher price and offer something extraordinary, something that is uniquely better. What's uniquely better about us? We're gonna have a great product. It's gonna be provided by great people. It's gonna be uh, carried in great pieces of equipment. And every time you call SRM, you know what you're getting. And I think if you do those things, uh, we can create true value for our customers and we can charge a fair price, not a not a, an expensive price, not a cheap price, but a fair price for what we do. And uh, I think that we should all take pride in that, right? I mean, I don't want to work for a company that feels like we have to give our product away because we, we're not worth it. We're not worth it. No, we, we are worth it, you know, and our folks are the reason why that we are. And I'll, I'll share this in closing here. But it's funny, you know, a lot of this strategy that we have was something that, that happened when we first went in business. My, uh, a lot of people don't know my, my mother, but my mother ran our office back then uh, when they first started and played a pivotal role in helping my dad, you know, start the business. And, and something that my mom did was create this, this base price structure, you know, and, and she did that from the very beginning and, you know, back in 99. We had a base price structure that, that they used, and, and uh, there, we really haven't wavered from that. You know, we've had some adaptations and, uh, from it, but, but really, it's very, very similar to when we uh, first went in business. So, you know, she and, and my dad and, and, and us now have the wherewithal to realize, you know, what works and uh, it's, it's done us well, uh, and it's done a lot of companies well. When you think of great companies out there that follow our model of creating value, you think of companies like Chick-fil-A. Uh, you think of companies like uh, you know Disney, uh, companies of high value, uh, high people that, that create value for their customers in unique ways. And in our industry, you don't think about that as much, but we're changing the industry. You know, I, I truly believe that, that we... That you as, as SRM. As SRM, changing. all of us, we are changing the industry. We, we are not just a ready-mix company. We're doing something different. We're doing something uniquely different to us. And you say, well, why, why, why do you get on a podcast and tell all that? Are you worried your competitors will, will get it? I pray that they'll listen to this podcast. You know, I, I pray that they'll, they'll realize that, that the way that they're running their business won't work. I don't wish ill on our competitors. I wish they would do really well. I think it's good for the overall market. That's right. But I could give you Nick Saban's playbook, but you're still not going to win any championships because you don't, you're not going to do what it takes to win, and we will. Uh, so we, we feel like we've got a great playbook, but we're only as good uh, as the team that's on the field every day. Every one of us are members of that team, and we're only as good as those 11 players we put out on that field each and every day. That's right. Awesome. Well, you know, another another thing that I always think about is you get what you pay for. I heard you say that today. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's that's something to be very proud of. And I hate that you had to mention Nick Saban's name. <laughs> go balls. But that's right, go balls. All right. Well, thanks so much. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. 
Awesome. Okay, everybody have a wonderful week, and we will speak with you guys soon. Thanks, guys.